Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to the Vitamin D Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Day. And for any new guests, welcome. Vitamin D is a podcast that focuses on helping you live your best life. Today, we've got a special guest, but before I get to her, I have a few questions for you. Who are you? What is your truth? And what do you do when you don't see anyone else representing who you are? Mm-hmm. Those are some big questions, but they're important. Here on Vitamin D, we give big questions just as much time in the light as the small ones. And who I am is basically the biggest question any of us can answer. We know who we are and who we can be based on what we see in the world around us and in what the world tells us implicitly and explicitly. But the kicker, and I'm sure many of you are aware, is that we don't all get the same messages about who we can be or who we are. This conversation often comes out in the argument about representation in the media. When people see someone who looks like them, who lives like them, who loves like them, they're more likely to take the leap of faith necessary to follow their dreams. Whether it be a scientist, a doctor, a lawyer, a politician, a singer, or just simply a media entertainer. As a black woman, a plus-size black woman at that, I know the struggle of wondering if I might be what people are looking for when they think of a heroine or the love interest. Now, through my own personal work, I've been able to come into my authentic self. But don't get it twisted. I'm on a constant journey of self-discovery. And today, I'm happy to talk to a very talented young woman who's found her authentic self. Today, I'm talking with upcoming musical artist Jada Michael. I'm really, really blessed to say that my experience with being queer was actually relatively simple and positive within my own family. Jada is based out of Miami and a plus-size queer Black woman who is unapologetic about who she is. We talk about her popular single, Breathe, as well as her new single, Freak, the importance of loving ourselves and the resilience that it requires along with the struggle of being authentic and creating your own mold. So without further ado, it's time for your dose of vitamin D. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. Jada Michael, how you doing today? I'm doing really well. How about you? You know, I'm amazing. I'm real good. And I'm, I'm, I just... I was just thinking about preparing her for this conversation we're going to have because I think it's, 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 it's going to be beautiful. And, you know, just having the moment to comb through your work is just such a reflection of what vitamin D is all about. Yes. So vitamin D, just if, if you did not know, it's all of, it's a pun off my name. And so it's all about shedding light. So you can't live without vitamin D. And it's just showing our beauty in different ways and just being unapologetically who you are and doing what you do. Absolutely. Um, so that's so sweet of you to say that because I really appreciate you bringing this kind of platform for this energy to the table because a lot of people aren't interested in this kind of situation right now as far as the norm being such negative energy in the media constantly. So you're doing important stuff, girl. Hello. For real. Look, we all got to be a vessel for something, okay? Right. If one way or another, if we don't choose something, it'll choose us. Mm. Hello? Mm. Wait a minute. What's, what's, what are you about to do today? Okay. I'm just here with you. It's just us. <laughs> so I want to welcome you. And um, you're listening. Folks are listening right now. Who is Jada Michael? I saw that question in... I love it. I, you would think it would be an easy question to answer, but it's so it's so much deeper than that. I can say, okay, I'm a queer, black, female, 
and I'm moving in a path towards my happiness and to accomplishing my desires. I guess that's all I can really say. That's the long story short. I love that. And I I think uh, the thing that's when I thought about like, who is Jada Michael? I saw truth. That's what I saw. You know, all of that's a definition of that, but it was a truth. It was a boldness. Like I'm reading your bio. So I come across your, 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 uh, your single freak. I would, everything that you said in the bio, how you want to captivate. And when she opens her mouth, all of this confidence exudes this fearlessness. I was zoned in from the tone. And I just thought, and I was like, wow, had I been a few years younger and I saw somebody like you, probably what more I could have done or just how the projection of life, because you don't see that first and foremost, a curvy girl owning her sexiness, owning herself. No, absolutely. It's been, I feel the same way. That's a part of the reason that I've gotten to this place is um, it's odd. As, as, as a black woman, there's more representation, but the big girls just don't be getting love. Come out on here, right? Yeah, it's, it's really rough. And um, I was talking to someone the other day, but also when big girls embody sexy, there's very particular ways in which it's appropriate. And overall, it's just, it's just the list of rules is played out. And I'm really really grateful to hear you say that I offered you some sort of inspiration the same way you do to me. And I'm sure for hundreds of girls as well, because it's, it's a must for our representation is crucial, crucial and undermined constantly. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it also, what you got to take in consideration too, um, the representation isn't another reason why it isn't there because a lot of people don't know that they can own it. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's all about, you know, how you're stepping into yourself. And, and that's what I saw when I saw this video. So I saw this curvy girl. Then wait a minute. I'm in the trance already of just seeing you. And then, lo and behold, there's another female in the video that is your love interest. I was like, oh. and I just, <laughs> it was what I feel like right now, especially when you talk about truth, because I think right now this whole 2020, that's all it is. The vision is just tuning in. Yeah. You see the things you got to, you got to work up on. People could talk about, you know, this coronavirus is going on, but guess what? If your health was good. Hello. Yeah, that's very true. There's some weird side effects to this pandemic as far as emotionally and spiritually, the way that it's making people gather themselves and look at themselves. It's, Overall, like an overwhelming time, but really building people up, even myself included, the people around me, there's some people who are struggling, but a lot of people, people's endurance and ability to have faith in themselves and what they can accomplish has been really affected by this pandemic and people having to push through these uncomfortable ass situations for real though. Right. And, you know, when we talk about these uncomfortable situations, you coming out was freak was everything, like you said, was against the norm. Now, we can go on to the usual spiel and say, oh, my gosh, that is so amazing that you were just bold enough to own your sexuality, to own your curse. But can we go a little deeper real quick? That's fine. I'm interested in knowing what was that process like to create that video? Well, there's like the short term answer. And then within the context of the conversation we're having now, I guess technically it was a way longer process because when I'm thinking short term, it's like wrote a sexy song, make a sexy video, express myself, have fun. But to be able to get to that place of having that come with so much ease 
Yeah, that was a long time coming, sis. That was a long time coming. The the confidence and the ability to embrace my sexuality in a casual way took a really long time. Because I grew up in an environment, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. It's a really small, predominantly white town. And so that whole representation conversation we were having before, I wasn't really getting a lot of that. Um, and even though I've always been a pretty naturally confident person, it was, it's very odd to look around you in society. And even as a child, you're not aware. And then you keep, keep getting these little signs that something about you is unacceptable or less than it took me a long time at first to even really notice that. I think it played a role in my life, but it took me a while to be like, okay, wow. Like society is not really vibing with the stuff I'm bringing to the table. Okay. You know, that's something to deal with. I moved to Miami when I was 12. Um, it was a whole different atmosphere to be embraced and just be around people who felt really similar to me. And, um, I kind of got locked up in this process where I felt like I wasn't getting any attention or praise, um, when I was growing up in Reno and I felt like I might've been chasing that in a way once I did move to Miami and come into people showing me appreciation. And even then I was like, damn, okay. So like now I'm getting appreciated. People are showing me love, telling me I'm beautiful. This is cool. My friends look like me, but I'm still kind of chasing an image of having people gratify who I am. So even though, yes, I'm getting more gratification is it from the people I want it from? Is it from myself? And I just had to have a long look in the mirror as far as like understanding why I'm beautiful to myself, understanding that a lot of the definitions of beauty that we've been provided by society are bullshit. And I don't even know if I agree with any of this. So that mm. was like a shocking, scary moment to realize, okay, like I wasn't confident at first because someone told me to, maybe am I confident now because someone's also telling me to, it was just like, nah, this ain't it. I just kind of had to really strip myself bare. And I kind of pushed myself to like start wearing the clothes that I was like, you know, like a lot of people say that my body type, this isn't for me, but I kind of want to do this. And I would keep pushing to, to normalize expressing myself. And I guess that is what basically led to freak. Cause now I'm at a place in my life where it's mundane almost to express myself. So it's really beautiful to hear feedback from people with like, girl, that was impactful. And that's just what blackness and queerness and femininity is. I ain't out here trying to step into anything. I'm just able to let it down, do what's happening. And people are there that's what they're resonating with so i guess it was my whole life building up to free now that you ask it in this context <laughs> i never really thought about it like that but yeah it took a long time for being sexy to be you know if, if you listen to the song it's it's not it's not about showmanship it's about me my girl we about to do the most natural thing that you know humans do and so i think it's really beautiful that people have been able to bring such empowerment when for me it was just a very casual you know, experience as far as expressing myself, but people need it so bad. I think that's why the reaction has been so positive because it's not, it's something unusual to see, to see someone who looks a certain way coming into themselves. But I'm blessed and I'm happy that people are, are gravitating towards it and like finding inspiration within it for sure. And did you find that you were hesitant uh, having your love interest be a female? Like, was that your sexuality ever a thing for you growing up? I'm just saying, you know, it's one thing, like I was saying, like being confident in your body, but it was, you had a couple layers on. 
That was still your truth. (laughs) Very true. I got all the layers that we got to have, to be honest. Um, I'm really, really blessed to say that my experience with being queer was actually relatively simple and positive within my own family. Um, I have another sibling who's queer. She came out before me. So my parents were like, you know, kind of got associated towards what that looked like and felt like. Um, But by the time that I came into touch with myself, I was already very in tune with my confidence. And the people around me kind of were just like, when Jada knows what she wants to do, just, just let Jada go. So I'm really blessed to say that as far as I've never had anything but really positive experiences with my family about women. And and so, Freak, I didn't really think twice about having a woman in the video. Um, so that, that's such a blessing for me because I know there's a hundreds and hundreds of queer artists out there who have people down their neck telling them, like, uh, I don't know if you should do that. I've actually worked with people in my past who have told me, like, like, like say she in your songs later, but right now it's not going to work. And um, then, did you abide by that at first? Or did you always say, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say yeah, she. But no, and that's 100% how it was. I, you know, I lied. I lied. There was one time when I did, because I am pansexual. So it's not like I'm, I'm not lying by saying he in a song, because it's not to say that's impossible. Um, but it was, it was shocking to experience being told that, even though you know it's coming. You know, mm. as a person who's different, you know, like I shoot my video and they want to put me in the little ways center and they want to. So, you know, it's going to come, but it was shocking to hear it. But at this point, I feel very confident and being articulate about like, nah, I think I'm almost created the energy around me where it's like coming with like business and like design advice. Sure. But if it's about like what's in the pants of the person in the video, like that's not a conversation. Like (laughs) we're just going to leave it. I love that. And I feel like a lot of people need to see that more because if it's not, whether or not you're going to look at this, somebody's sexuality, whether you're going to look at their size, whether their religious beliefs, it's just your truth. And it's like, as long as you stay true to who you are, how can you lose? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like there was such a large, long period of time in music where the audience wanted to see people in a mold, like hot guy, like skinny dancer girl, like they wanted this image, but people are like kind of sick of that. They're going to read you if you're not being authentic. So I just, I just have a gut feeling that if I were to try to fit a mold, especially with me being different, there's not really a mold for me to fit. You know what I mean? Like y'all are trying to, to compare me to some big pop hip hop star who, you know, really besides our homegirl Lizzo holding it down, like where they at? Like, right. Right. Where are they? So there's not a mold to fit. So that's why I'm just like authenticity is definitely really important to me. And just looking at some combing through some of your music on your YouTube, that was one thing you said is like, I want to show myself. And it was like you said this was the first time that you came out and you brought that sexy and you were bold and daring with it. And the fact that it's crossing my desk where I'm at, I'm like, wow, I want to be able to support because it's like I see you and I see the truth in you. And that makes me think like okay, as you were going through these challenges, as far as like of, I'm sure the setbacks of just other people having things to say, Mm. how did you know, and this may sound interesting, this may sound, because you didn't see representation like you, how did you discover that you were beautiful? Did you, you you said that in your inspiration with your music, how you had your Beyonce, your Rihanna and so forth, and then you threw in there, you said the Ella Fitzgerald. And it made me wonder 
you said your dad had influenced you. Did you grow up with your dad? Yeah, I did. I did. And a lot of the women on my dad's side of my mom is white. My dad is black. And a lot of the women on my dad's side of the family were crucial parts in me understanding that just because, you know, in a white city, it's really, it's weird to not be around anyone who looks like you. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's a, it takes some time to like really sit into that. But I will say as far as where I'm at with it now, as far as like understanding why my body and how my body was sexy. Um, and even myself, I realized all the contradictions. I'm even sexually attracted to plus size women. So it's like, how I, I know the bodies are fine because I'm hollering at girls who look similar to the way that I look. So it's like, I always had it, but that extra step of the self-love definitely came through family and also just a spiritual process. A big part of my confidence I guess this might sound contradictory, but I think you'll get me a big part of my confidence in how I look is how little I care about how I look. Oh, you, you know, better come through. You get that. But right? Absolutely. Like, I, like I love the bougie. I love it all. But at the end of the day, I really, we're talking about vessels. I know that my body's really just a vessel for my, my soul and my brain. It's just, you know, some flesh so that I can walk and function. So I kind of really try to connect with my body in a simplistic way. Mm. And it makes me, it's helped me reprioritize my brain as far as like, yeah, there's a ton of things I could look at in the mirror and compare, but there's so many other, you know, dark forces and things happening in my life. But just the way my priorities are set up, the way my body looks is really not going to make the list. You know, so how, so what are you doing to get everything online? Are you, is this a meditate? What, what are we doing? There's a lot of meditation. I can attribute a lot of it to learning how to self-soothe and just be a independent person in general. Um, as far as, okay, I was in a relationship for a really long time. I just got out of a relationship and coming out of it makes me realize how much we rely on other things mm. for to create the life that you have instead of actually providing them for yourself. Say it again. Um, <laughs> one more time. You reach out to other people and other things to create your life instead of creating that life for yourself. Um, so I think just through that process of, it's a lot of reading myself, a lot of looking myself in the mirror and going, girl, what you do? Wow. You off. So it's a lot of self-conversation. It's a lot of holding my inner self when times are low supporting myself you know just basically creating almost a romantic relationship within myself it has it has taught me how to just be very like self-sufficient in that way and I feel like that as I get closer to myself in this relationship my confidence and my comfortability within myself just skyrockets you know what I mean beyond accepting to a place of like ooh, I'm feeling myself right you know, like so the closer I get to myself, the more, I, you know, the more lit me and her hypothetical me, her. You're with me. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, what you said, like, we are only here for a, a finite amount of time. Mm -hmm. And it's like you in order to love yourself, if you talk about living your best life. If you're talking about really owning in your gift, like if you got this dream, right? If you are the, the, the vessel, the conduit, the instrument to get to the dream that you know that came to you, that keeps you up at night, that gets you excited about your life. Who am I not to love on it? It's, it's absurd and it's crazy. We are constantly asked and think of ourselves. What are our weaknesses? What can't we do? What can't we do? What can't we do? 
and we completely ignore the things we can do slash have already done. It's, it's really sad. You can ask anybody, ask them, so what you love about yourself? People are going to be like, uh, my, my, you know, like people don't know how to articulate feelings, positive feelings about themselves. And through that process, so much other shit comes, not only the self-love and the confidence, but just as far as being able to be like a resilient person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you know, those positive truths about yourself. Absolutely. And it came to me, I was watching this show, you know, I, I don't get a chance to watch too much TV, but I stumbled on this show called the morning show. And it made me think she made a comment and she said the secret to vitamin D and a lot of things have been common, like numbers, like I'm like metaphysical. I believe in God, but a lot of spiritual sense, but I'm starting to be aware because I've decided to be present and have a sound mind. That whole peace be still, which we're going to talk about in that single breathe in a minute. Um, but just being in that moment and I said, well, wait a minute. When we talk about loving ourselves as if you said that your journey is, it's about being in that truth. But the only way to be in that truth is that you got to step in the light. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. If vitamin D is that light that we're shining on, just like you said, you're going to see the good, the bad and the ugly. And when you're talking about being better and doing better, it's saying I'm not hiding. And which we can see with any relationship when we see it another person. But Jada, why do you think sometimes we don't see it with ourselves? Right. I mean, I really think it's what we're taught, bruh. It's not who tells you, who told you that was a priority. You hear a lot about mommy loves daddy. If we're talking about a traditional heterosexual, the things that were taught a lot as kid, you love you. I love you. Boyfriend, girlfriend. But the whole dialect of talking about yourself as an individual, it doesn't even, it's not really even commonplace. It's even shamed in a way that when you do talk about yourself, people will say you're doing it too much, especially as women, especially as women. You know, it's like the reasons why that is can, you know, probably stem from a hundred different things, you know, people, lines and lines of, you know, straight white men trying to be, you know, there's a whole other reason that it can get that way. But at the end of the day, now that we have the information that we have, that acceptance of yourself and just acceptance of the way things are and awareness, it is more commonplace. These kind of conversations, I feel like I'm, I just turned 22 and I feel like I've talked to a lot of people in oh. older crowds who are like, I wasn't having those conversations. Oh. And like, that's a big deal. I'm talking to my slightly younger friends about it and the knowledge of like loving yourself and not just like as like a little, you know, picture that you hang on your door, really like getting down and like treating yourself good, talking to yourself, talking to your inner child. Like now we're like, all right, we got to get real because people are depressed and suicidal. People are dying and people been dying every day, but it's a different way that we're seeing it now. And you're like, yo, I don't have time to be unhappy. I don't have time for you adding negative to negativity to my space. I don't have time to not pursue my dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people, I was saying that with social media, it's so you have, I'm like a very empathetic person and people have different levels of this, but because of the amount of knowledge that we have coming through us constantly, videos, you know, blogs, we might have our own personal demons. Okay. Then everyone has a a couple of codependent relationships. You're dealing with families, demons, friends, demons, your man, your woman, your partners, and then you're watching thousands of videos of police brutality and you know it's like there's too many harsh realities to not be like nonsense i need to be diligent about it because like might as well get real i was in a very very dark situation not too long ago this year and i know myself 
And a lot of people can resonate with this. I have anxiety and I know when my anxiety heightens, I can deal with depression. And sometimes when I deal with depression, it can move into a suicidal place. And I value myself too much to not get serious about my happiness. People want to be like, you know, focus on the little things like the dream, get a little nine to five, like really small minded thinking. And I know if I'm like lazy about my happiness and my dreams, I'm going to end up like really not okay. And you'll be in a place where you'll be in a dark room and you don't even know the lights are off. And that's the scary part. And I'm not going back there. I've done there and I'm, I couldn't have asked for anything to happen any other way because the low, low I got to now is the direct reason why the high I'm in now feels so grounded and has no more potential to be more permanent and lasting because it's something that I've had to create and manifest with work. It's not like I'm happy because life is going easy. Because you know what you've been through. You know where you've been to know where you want to go. Exactly. Like I did that. You know, it's so interesting that you said that because I, you know, I talk to people at times and I'm like, you know, I come off like I'm motivating, I'm inspiring, but a lot of what I do is to feed myself. And Mm -hmm. like you said, and sometimes we feel guilty in a selfish way, but it's not because it's almost like you're pouring in my cup. And when I pour in my cup, I can give you my overflow. And when I give you my overflow, I'm not missing it. In fact, I'm so full. I just want to share. Oh, girl, I need I'm writing this down in my head because that's the real tea. That overflows what we're looking for out here. Mm, That's beautiful, though, for real. To be able to feed yourself through your work is a must. And we're lucky to have like a creative passion that we can feed ourselves spiritually through our work and the way that we're like creating a living. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm a value that and I'm a really do all I can to put my eggs in my basket to see where I can take music. You know, you're, you're dealing in the same situation to see where you can take this dream. Because if I can have my passion supporting me, stop. Like, what what that, can you not do? Where can right. you not go? Imagine yeah. the euphoric joy that you give. Like I just did a um, an episode where I just went into my email bag and had people ask questions and people were saying, well, things didn't go right. Or sometimes, you know, get into a wrong situation. But it's like you sometimes have to be in a situation you're in to know where it is you want to go. Because if you're not happy where you're in, it's almost like having a wall behind you. There's only one direction to go and that's forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's obviously it's always easier said than done. And there's that period of time when you're coming off a hard situation where it's kind of like hard to see it that way. But the situations that have brought me down the hardest, I can talk about them now without a tear in my eye. It's just it's just it really just goes to show, you know, what time and, you know, a little bit of care for yourself can can create because the things I can handle now, I couldn't I couldn't handle once and moving it back to freak. It's the same thing. If I even considered doing wearing half the things I was doing in that video, when I was like 14, I'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, well, one age first age appropriate first, but I was watching my Beyonce, you know, I wanted it for myself, but I just felt like it wasn't for me. You, but you got to understand that like you, it may be, maybe because, you know, I am and I was born in a different decade than you. So maybe I see it differently, but I say 
It probably is a combination of two things. I think time has changed where people can, you know, there's more of a platform to be you in a sense, whether it's you working, just working as a workforce or, you know, coming out, expressing yourself. But I think, too, there's a lot of consideration that you are definitely wise beyond your years. Like it's, you know, like I feel like maybe I was probably in my late 20s of having this mindset that you have. And it's just like, my God, where you can go with that. And you talking about the different situations that you've been in, it made me think about, and I mean, girl, I was listening to how you turn your, your lights down low, the remix that you did. Girl, I got it. I was crying. And then I started going to the actual rap every three minutes to 30 seconds to every day. And every chorus is written. Okay, but... I want to, you know, as far as what you wrote and you talked about like owning your beauty and how your beauty is like this poem and how you tell me, I don't know if you want to share maybe one of your favorite lines from that, but I'm interested to know how you wrote that. I was actually, the the premise of that is um, I was doing, um, I was going to do a little performance for an eating disorders organization. They were having a conference. And they were said to sing some songs and I'm looking through like inspirational songs. And as far as just like body confidence specifically, you're not going to really find too many songs that lose back to the conversation about self-love not being normalized, Hello. but <laughs> back here. So, you know, self-love songs are impossible to find. So um, I just wanted to really say something that could potentially hit home for someone who had an eating disorder or any kind of issue with their body. It's funny you said that because no one has, you're the first person who's ever really like listened to that and brought that up in an interview. I don't think about it too much, but I really appreciate that you, that you felt that because it was a vibe and it was a whole vibe, a vibe that I'm about to recite. Let me, excuse me. Listen to this, what she wrote. She says, when I look at you, the beauty is like a poem. Someday soon you'll let your hair down and you'll show them the strength that you possess. You should wear with the S upon your chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man the strength i mean so if you want to say favorite lines the strength that you possess is that's a really important message of that because strength you know we stigmatize it in a way that you know is unrealistic but the strength that women have in them and even people who have to deal with problems of self-hate and eating disorders it's like even the fact that you are moving each day when you're experiencing that people view their struggles during the day as their weaknesses and who they are when it's like, but here you are the next day and you are still feeling those feelings. And here we are the next day and you moving and you smiling and you impacting me and I want to be your friend and we talking and I'm getting light and energy from you. So, you know, it's just like people don't realize that even within being able to endure those weaknesses, their strength within every and every cell of that. And then that's an important part about eating disorders. Do you deal with eating disorders or have you ever had a history of it? I haven't personally, but I know a disturbing amount of people who have had to deal with that. My mom actually runs an eating disorders rehab center. So I'm really, I've never had to experience anything like that, but it's like almost the norm um, amongst people. So it's very 
this is sad to say, but it's kind of a normal thing for me. Like I can, I can maybe say that about 50% of my friends have had or do deal with eating disorders. So it still feels very close to home because even though it wasn't an eating disorder, I did definitely have a lot of self-hate with my body. So did you overeat? Was food a, a thing for you? Or would you say like, this is just naturally my body? Or do you say like, mm, I probably have overeaten sometimes? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest that, that, that happens. I have my nights. We have our nights, you know, a couple of shots. We have a pizza. One slice turns three. Seven. I've had my nights. Okay. okay right, right. <laughs> we are just here for just no reason. But as far as, um, just my body type, that's something I've also always really loved about myself. Like everyone, all the women in my family, we like, I'm, I'm tall as hell. I'm six feet tall. And the number game is irrelevant, but I'm almost 300 pounds, honey. I have never even been anywhere close to those boxes. You know what I'm saying? Of what it's supposed to look like. So I've always known, and I was an athlete. I played basketball. I had two a day practices, was very strict about my diet. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big, there are big people out here. And I know I got some skinny little friends who could do some damage on a pizza and a burger and they gonna stay that way. It's just... That's that's what it is. We are not clones. It has never been that way. It will never be that way. Even if we all had the same diet and exercises practices, honey. And that's the that's the beauty of it. And I've and I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I really I really do love my size, height height included. I love that. You better just be all bundle of love, just loving on you. But <laughs> you know, just back to that other track where you were just talking about when we're talking about turn your lights down low, that poem, and you're talking about strength is so interesting because I think sometimes people think um with strength there isn't any weakness. And I always say, you know, strength is when you decide to show your weakness in the light. Because I say what allows a diamond to shine are the multitudes of cuts that have been placed in it. It's the pressure and it's that cut of maybe you have some lows. Maybe it's a cut that you, some people may say you're overweight or that you battled depression or that you battled some part of your life that wasn't quote unquote perfect. But those slices and dices and, and because you sustain when you decide to be who you are and own that, the beauty of that and the value of that, that I feel sometimes that people miss. Absolutely. People want one thing or the other in in happiness and within like within so many things. And it's like nothing's black or white, bruh. Mm. Like literally nothing is one or the other. But yeah, accepting those weaknesses is and not to mention, because I do think it's important. People mix this up. We're still, of course, working towards strengthening our weaknesses and overcoming them. But people don't realize that the acceptance is a part of that process. It would be like, no, no more crying. You know, like, like, I gotta cry. I'm a person. Right. Like, it's gonna come up, baby. It's gonna come up. That's how deep, that's how emotionally impactful situations do it. It's gonna hit you. And you just kind of, when you face it, you can enlarge something, a problem, even though it is a problem so much more when you spiral and you keep going, don't talk about it. Don't think about it. It's the time spent is going to just double of whether you're not, an, of, if you don't follow the alter- alternative of just sitting and being like, all right, demon, like let's talk. Okay. So <laughs> how about this is perfect. So what we got to go next of just breathe. Right. <laughs> you thought we weren't gonna do this today, Jada. Don't play with me. I'm um, ready. To go. <laughs> I'm in the right mindset now. I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's just right on time. What you said. You know, you're in this situation. 
everything is coming at you where it's like, wait, I got to sit still and just breathe. Yeah. And from my understanding, your track Breathe was one of the ones that kind of up leveraged your career. You had a moment to work with the late, great LaShawn Daniels. Come on, tell me about it, girl. That was like so surreal. I'll think back on it and think that I'm like delusional. Like it didn't happen, but to be in that setting with him creating a track like that was honestly like euphoric. As it well, was hold like, on. Now somebody's listening has no idea what is breathe about. Okay. Breathe. Um, I, the, my writing process, it always changes, but a lot of the times I'll hear the track, the track from the producer, try to kind of see what, feelings or experiences within myself, it reminds me of and go there. I was like, okay, this is, I was like, this is a real cool beat, but like, I'm kind of just blank in the head right now. So I'm like, the track's not giving me anything. Let me kind of switch my mind focus to what's happening in my life. And I just, I forget when I wrote that, but me and society and the people around me, I just felt a lot of panic, Mm. a lot of like dread as far as like, thinking tirelessly about the past, stressing like a mother about the future. And I just wasn't feeling present within myself. And I wasn't seeing people feel present. And I was like, okay, you know what? I told, I told LaShawn, like, these are some thoughts that I'm having. The poem that's at the end of breathe was something I wrote a long time ago on the A train on the way to school, because I was really pissed. Cause I missed my class and I was like, oh, I'm so pissed. This is the worst day. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I ended up getting on the train and at the next stop, someone else missed their stop. And I was watching it all happen as if it, it had just happened to me. And I was just like, damn, like we all going through it. Like we really all are like, have those days where it's like, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm depressed. Like nothing's going right. And I just watched people really not be comfortable with just being it's like there's so many things that we want to achieve and that is it go get your bread go get your dreams but like look at your body look at your face look at the breath that look at the love and the things that you're able to do right now just being on this planet right now um for reasons that we all still trying to figure out and i just wanted to have a song that could really help people connect with the fact that despite anything that's going down like you are you are being it's like when you get so into the project it's like oh my god this is crazy but hold up i'm breathing tasting talking loving at the same time that all of this traumatic stuff is happening so at every moment that there's something happening that's bringing you down in life, the fact that you're bringing life is a positive within itself. Like the breath connects you to that. And that's why we ended up going with the Just Breathe um, chorus in that song. Okay, so how did you get into the likes or in the room with LaShawn? How did you guys meet? That was, we met through a mutual friend and I can't even remember who it was actually. I believe that it was a lawyer of somebody that I had worked with in the past who had also done something for him, happened to send him a couple of songs. And um, I was, to be honest, not expecting him to be down to work. I I was kind of just more like thinking I'll get some feedback because I'm always down for feedback, especially from someone of his level. I was like, you could drag me and I'm going to feel so blessed to even hear it from you. Um, But yeah, he got a hold of the track and he liked it enough to want to 
collaborate. And I was like, uh, booking ticket, <laughs> frantically packing my stuff like I'm there. And yeah, somehow that happened. It was so educationally, educational, spiritually, musically. It just, I did come out of that experience a different person than I went into it. And that's lit. Music is fucking awesome. I'm so happy with my career choice. That's all I could really think during that whole period. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, like, you know, just knowing like his catalog, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, you know, et cetera. And, you know, even just like I was tuned into the words and just like you're talking about, even at times like this with COVID and everything, everybody is in this frenzy, this panic and, and what we should be doing, what we couldn't do. And it's like, you know, while the song you were referring to your future, your life, that encompasses so much, not only as far as our career, but our love and our destiny, our purpose, our family, <gasps> what kind of house, car. And you just said, hold up, sis, chill. Yeah. You said, what did you say? Hold on. You know, I wrote it down. You said there is greatness in your destiny. Baby steps. Yes, that's the recipe. You can make it, baby, if you just have to breathe. Yeah. What? <laughs> Stop. And, and just like how you said in the conversation, you said, wait a minute. It's like a breath of life. Like once you start restricting and holding on to things, that's the stress. And that's yeah. like when you said like that fearlessness and, and who you are embodying that confidence, it's just the freedom that exudes. Absolutely. And stemming it back to what I was saying about the periods of time when you suppress things that it takes to be able to release things is a must. Um, so yeah, the breath and to even just, you know, obviously you still have to like face what's going on in your life, but those little moments of this will come and this will go. And, you know, sometimes we love that things go, sometimes we hate it, but either way, that's what it is. And to connect with the timing of life and the lack of order can sometimes be very peaceful and knowing that at least, at least I got this, I got this, like that's, that's going to be there regardless. And that does mean a lot. Right, right. And, 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 and realizing that when you work in that epic flow, like most the things that we think are so beautiful, at least myself, are things that aren't restricted. Like the water makes me happy. You can't stop its flow. It just moves when it needs to move, just like the wind. The sun doesn't shit care who's out being outshined. Right. Dog. Right. We're embodiments of those things, you know, like the earth, the wind, the sun, we are all, we are all vibrations that are just here. And there's beauty, you know, we go out to nature, we're like, damn, this is beautiful. We see the animals running. Wow, this is beautiful. Let me watch the Discovery Channel. But then we look at, we're also products of this life mm -hmm. and we're like, ah, yeah, I'm not paying much attention. <laughs> Damn, bro, can you give yourself some credit, man? Give yourself credit of who you've been, where you going, and what you about to do. Chill out on the fact of understanding that your location is not your destination. Mm. If we got out of that mindset, and that's the beauty of it, and, you know, just having this conversation I think the thing that I value so much is the relationship that you've established with yourself. The fact that you do see your beauty, the good or the bad. And just to know that you're going to walk in it and it's going to be okay. And guess what? Yeah. You love it that way. Girl, mm -hmm. you a bad chick. You know that? You a bad chick. 
I appreciate it, man. I was, I used to be off the rails, girl. I'm telling you, it wouldn't have been this interview if you would have caught me a couple years back. But, you know, here we are. And I'm this the same. I really appreciate you saying that to me because I'm getting all of the same energy and vibrations back from you. And the fact that you create the platform, I said it before, I'm going to say it again, and probably one more before I hang up, <laughs> the platform for these conversations, the right girl clicks on this link and hears this conversation between us could be monumental, like, it can be a game changer. I'm just wondering, you know, uh, just some other previous projects I had ran across. I was talking to my sister and I was like, yo, if you had something you wanted to ask her, what would you ask her? And okay. so are there any other LGBTQ artists that you want to work with? Is that is that a thing? Like, is it annoying for people to constantly make it a thing that you are LGBTQ? Or is it like, yo, that's my identity. I'm a black woman. I'm a queer woman. What is that? It actually makes me laugh because it really just shines the light on how rare it is. Like, it's funny. Like, do you hear white girls like, what's it like to be like white and skinny? (laughs) It does make me laugh because, but it also excites me and I'm happy to like, I'm always down. Whatever people want to share or ask me, I'm not going to be defensive about it or anything like that. That's just like how I go. But, um, it's there's the sad part of it when it's like damn like this is foreign like this is this is a foreign thing but i'm happy to be a pioneer of fatness <laughs> a fat pioneer i'm i'm happy to do it because it's really people keeps thinking of oh okay so here's like people and then here's the other people and all there and now the other people are kind of just like but how are we other when we always been here we always, there's always been queer people there's always been big people like it's this is just you know the time that y'all now want to know what we got to say so people are like wow we want to know so bad but the only reason they ask is because they haven't been listening but i will say i'm very connected to my communities so i get excited at the idea of working with other black women or queer artists um it's not something i want to be held to right i I know i watch it because people will be quick to be like Oh, like queer cover. Like we only want queer music. We only want this. And if anyone wants to restrict me, it's just, they're probably going to end up not being my fan. Cause I probably will. My exploration of myself, I'm sure has a lot of turns that it's going to take in the future. Um, but Sid, I want to work with. Oh, Sid. from, um, from the internet. Yes. Internet. Yes, 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 yes. All I could just see is her shaved head. Yeah. I adore her. I adore Kalani. Um, but queer and non-queer artists alike collaboration is like everything to me, even though if I love being a solo artist, I love a duet. I was in choir. I was in musical theater. Like I love to work with people. And I feel like there's so anyone whose music has impacted me in any way, I'll be down to work with them. Pop, rock, house music, trap, like. I just want to be in creative spaces. So girl, crossing my fingers. I've never done a feature. I've never had any really kind of feature before. So I, I Okay, have- so uh, wait a minute. Huh, huh. I got life tattooed in my mouth because I speak life. What, girl, you, what are you speaking into existence right now? Don't say cross your fingers. What do you want, Jada? You're right, you're right, you're right. Sid and Kalani, let's hop on a track. It's all good. Let's catch vibes. I'll roll up. Boom. And done. And seen. <laughs> So now we're just waiting for the manifestation to happen. Hey, man, man, I I have a really good instinct. I have a really good instinct that people are gonna want a piece of what I'm bringing to the table. And I had a lot of doubt with that. Like, is my authentic self 
because, you know, at the end of the day, I want to make money as well. Is who I am authentically someone who people are going to want to see. And the more I come into myself, I just feel like my brand, ugh, annoying word, but it's something that people could really resonate with and really enjoy. And I, wherever that's going to take me, I, I just have a good feeling about it. So hopefully we'll watch this interview in a couple years and, or have another, inter- another interview. Listen, we'll be cause to- we're vitamin D is about to go. I'm telling you, you are ready. Right. I have a lot of, I don't like to, I, I have, I don't know if you're in the Zodiacs, but I have some Scorpio in me. I can be private, even though I'm very talkative. So even though I don't speak too much on what I want and who I want to work with, that shit is running in me constantly. So just know, even if I'm not speaking the manifestation, my heart is pumping for it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I had, a, I was thinking, you know, as a lot of things have manifested for me, it's because, you know, I really had taken time to really manif- um, meditate and to do the vision board. And I, I was wondering myself, I'm like, okay, what is the importance? Like, why is it so monumental to say the vision board? They're like, oh, cause you got to see it. But I think also what the thing is, is the same thing that spearheaded this conversation. I'm guess, you know, what makes why so many other people look at you and why is all is because of the connection that you have in yourself. And it's like, we have to be honest. We are a physical part of us and there's a spiritual or energy part of us. Here's the thing. When, when these two connect, there is right. magic, but let's be real. They exist on different realms because how is it somebody that can be in the middle of Reno, Nevada or wherever area you grew up at where there weren't people that looked like you and knew you knew of where you were going. Right. So I'm saying if your reality isn't in front of you, well, let's go down with any relationship. And when we talk about success, that's the relationship with self. All you got to do is create the picture because I just got to see it. So my spiritual, because my spiritual knows what it is that I want, but the physical part, I haven't seen it. So that's why I think personally that it's so important to have that vision board because now I got a reason to see it. And then because of that, I'm a firm believer that your ears are like an embryo. Now, I'm not saying you got to go to the mountaintop, but it's the same thing that you said in Turn Your Lights Down Low, that remix. You said you got to profess it. You got to look in your, you got to look in the mirror and you got to say yes. Absolutely. No, I think that's really beautiful. The whole ears is an embryo. That is a must. And it's not to say that things can't happen by chance and come out of nowhere, but I agree. Like even in the things I've seen, I've had such a blessed childhood and family experience. Like there are no words to talk about the gratitude I've had, but I have some homegirls within the queer people of color community, people be going through it. And these like how? booming right now, like parents just like not accepting them, not loving them, not there for them. People battling hunger and homelessness. And they're just beaming with light and with opportunities right now. And it's just like, you know, that has to say something because her environment, their environment, a lot of that might not set you up for certain things, but when you create an environment internally, ah. it can still breed those outcomes that a tutor and a solid parental, whatever could get you. You can do that for yourself. And, and it's just crazy that we were talking about how self-love is so like not normal as you unlock that, you know, like 
you wonder like, what's the purpose of this stuff? Like, you know, get your job. A lot of people think these kind of conversations are like played out. It's like, girl, like get your money, grind happiness. You're going to have bad and happy days, but the outcomes that can come from believing in yourself are too absurd and too powerful for me to not be like, nah, I'm going to invest in myself. It's, it's crazy what we can accomplish. Like, like you said, connecting those realms, the best that we can, like sparks, sparks, sometimes not, you know, life happens sometimes, but what's possible is positive, you know? Right. And and what you're willing to create. But I'm telling you, you sparked a lot of different light bulbs, even with me of just one seeing that the way the sexiness was there. And and, you know, just even with myself, like when it comes down to my own sexuality, I've been attracted to women and men. But to see that you owned it, like, let me just girl, you know, I ain't never said nothing like that. (laughs) Really? I ain't never said. (laughs) But I appreciate that because. There was such a freedom when I saw you on there. And it's just like, right. Like, come on. Like, the fact that you up on there and you smoking your J and you talked about it. And it's just because there is a construct that that you're supposed to be this way. But you can still be a woman of, of a believer, a woman of whatever, because guess what? Don't think that whatever you think that makes me amazing. Don't try to disregard whatever thing that makes the matter of who I am. Because you can't get it without the other. Yeah, absolutely. For real, though. And people like to act like you're pushed, like you're really, but no, like those type of things, like it just lives within us. That beauty and that light, it is natural. It is. It's not forced. Just the way that people be like, oh, it's hard out here. There can be a little drop of some mm-hmm. something impactful in there. And that's what we can do, especially during COVID. That's what these little podcasts can do for people within a day of uh, uh, uh. you can still make the choice to you know guide yourself towards something that like can help you it all comes back to you not it sounds kind of like selfish but at the end of the day when you love yourself you love the people around you better anyway but hello yeah. hello, hello. Oh. ding ding get your vitamin d right here <laughs> <laughs> right For oh real. you know i was about to ask you i was gonna say hey you know is there anything that you want to leave people with but you just let it out on the table thank you so much I appreciate it. Your prompt, your questions, you setting me up, you making me think. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for allowing me to operate in my gift. Thank you for me even just highlighting, underlining, exclamating my truth and getting me excited about that. You, yeah, almost, Lord, a whole decade younger. And that's like, I appreciate that. And that's why I was like, you know what? I have to do everything that I can possible to put you on whatever platform that I can do that. Because when I see somebody that looks like me and you are unapologetically bold, queen, I'm going I'm to sit you up on there. So best believe there probably be a time again. Are you, where are you located? I'm in Miami. So girl, okay. we obviously are on Zoom now. So you hit my line. But no, thank you for not only believing and seeing the value in me, but being able to make the choice. You know, I'm sure you could have gone a different route with how you did this and brought anybody on here who was going to do whatever, but you, you making the choice to value people who are out here with the message. And you know, that's a must as far as like, as corny as it is, but making the world a better place. Like, <laughs> baby steps. Uh, this is so but you said, you said it, baby steps are the recipe. 
Right. And, and th- this kind of thing is that. So I really appreciate it. This platform has been awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's not make sure that no one forgets your, your single out right now is called freak. And I understand you just released the remix of it. Is there anything you want to give a shout out or say anything about the single that, that for people to check out? Um, I love Freak. The remix is a little bit more of a dance vibe. I feel like people need to pick me up right now. I've never released anything like how this remix sounds, but um, ride with me and I hope that everyone enjoys it and can take something from it. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for sitting with me and I hope that you continue to shine your light. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll speak again soon once all these manifestations we planned come into. I don't know about, listen, I'm already walking in it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when it's about to show up. <laughs> Real though. I appreciate this so much. You're so sweet. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Baby, let me tell you this. I wish I had that kind of clarity when I was in my early 20s. But you know what? Life is a journey and not a destination, meaning there's always time to grow, to learn, to evolve, and to change. Okay? And after this conversation with Jada, I I just hope that it serves as a beacon of light and inspiration and empowerment to a lot of other younger women out there in the world today and that they have a better representation, a guide of what it means to be authentic selves and to have someone out there that looks just like them. In fact, I hope men and women alike understand the importance of what it means to be who you are just the way you are unapologetically. And you know, keep coming back to something I said in the episode. Strength is when you allow your weakness to shine in the light. Nothing in life is black or white. We all have weaknesses. We all have spaces we feel we aren't living up to our best selves. But the moments when we aren't our best selves are so important because they show us that despite these temporary faults, we're still worth something. We're still capable of being our greatest asset. When we accept and acknowledge who we are just the way we are, we make room to tap into our true potential. If you're interested in keeping up with Jada Michael, you can check her out on social media at Jada Michael on Instagram and Jada Michael 19 on Twitter. You can check out her music on all digital platforms. So be sure to check out her new single Freak. Okay. And as always, you can catch us where you get your favorite podcast each and every Monday with more inspiring conversations and insights. And if you're looking to get even more vitamin D in your life, you can follow me on all social media at Dawn Day Speaks. That's Dawn, D-A-I Speaks on all social media. Until next time, always remember, you are your greatest asset. <laughs>